0: What's so wrong with that, right? Hey, thank you for joining me on the Meg Ellefson Show, on this, I can't, I don't even have to say Friday Eve. We're here, it's Friday. So happy. My guest this morning, retired Navy SEAL officer, United States Marine, Adam Schwarze. If you're tuning in for the first time, boy oh boy, are you in for a treat, but hey, where have you been? Just a little tidbit of information about our friend, Adam, highly decorated combat veteran. With international experience and a lifelong servant leader, he has deployed nine times and traveled to over 90 countries. That's 89 more than me (laughs) in service to his nation. And in 2021, he received his master's degree from Harvard. I just have a bachelor's degree. I'm not worthy. In international relations, he has completed additional coursework to receive additional master certificates in international security and in nuclear deterrence from Harvard. He's completed his master's in business administration, as if that wasn't enough, what I was just talking about, and wrapping up his master's in government at Johns Hopkins. If you want something done, you ask somebody busy to do it. I'm sure Adam's the guy. In his 21-year career, Adam has experienced working with multiple U.S. agencies and conducting direct action combat intelligence, stability, peacekeeping, and humanitarian missions around the world. So glad. That he is willing to spend some time with us this morning, Adam. Thanks
1: for Good morning, Meg. I love our chat.
0: Yeah. Hey, um, digging the song. Were you getting all fired up a little bit? Anyway? At always, always. A little trooper action. The, pro- hey, the, pro- I- the problem
1: is, you always do so well on the music side that I don't want the interview to start. I just want to like rock out with
0: you. Just- well, yeah. Well, fly. I, hey, we can we can do a little of both. We can rock out even while we're talking. Talk rock. Okay. So, um. <laughs> Back to our point before we went to break about CPAC, I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about, uh, well, a, a possibility or a suggestion that new Speaker Johnson uh, develops a three-issue contract with America. What say you?
1: I think it's a great idea. I think that helps for branding. It helps our party have buy-in to what our true values are and, and goals, and it gets everybody on the same page, and also. For people who don't know what a Republican Party is, who don't know what conservatives are, who don't know what we truly stand for, we now, you know, we have these pillars to stand on, and it just really makes it digestible, especially for the modern era where people are so oversaturated with information from all over the place, they have difficulties in finding what, what, what what's the what's the so what, and if you have a nice, easy, to palpable three, four part agenda. Um, and then you can just still, you know, break down further. But I think that's that's brilliant, and I I, I, I commend that that thought process. Awesome.
0: Well, in the three issue contract, obviously we have to identify those three issues that will resonate with the American yeah. voter. Uh, the uh, some suggest that it obviously, I mean, we can you, you and I can come up with it: national debt, obviously, border crisis, and then these endless wars. What what what's yeah. the difference between in four years' time? I mean, obviously the national debt we've yeah. had, uh, border crisis was not a problem prior to Joe Biden being elected, and these endless wars. I mean, we, the world was essentially at peace prior to Joe Biden darkening the steps of the White House.
1: I agree with with with. Them for, I think there could be some verbiage that could be tweaked, but I, I agree with the the principles and. I don't know if we should say contract either. Uh, again, Maybe. It just, it, you,
0: we got yeah, to appeal to the it's, younger it's, it's, folks, semantics.
1: right? Yeah, it, it, exactly. We need to make these. You know, I would say pillars or priorities or these are our our goals. Or when you say contract. It's just kind of a, um, a word that doesn't have good connotations. I'm just trying. And again, to. It, it brings it brings us that former conversation we have, where we're the party of you know. Just the the, the poo y you know crotchy old people. Right. Where if we say, hey, th- these are the things that we're fighting for. We're fighting for, you know, instead of debt, I would say a strong economy because debt, like especially on the left, and again, most of the people in the middle don't even know or understand how that works. We say we're the we're the party of a good economy. Oh wow, well, what do you mean? Well, well, we care about the national debt. We care about inflation. All this inflation has been a you know a second order effect of this recent administration's policies. We care about housing. Housing and inflation are tied together. When you have high inflation, you become your housing becomes less affordable. You know, so all those things kind of get tied together. And I would just, I would personally choose. I'm not Speaker Johnson, uh, but you know, I think the economy is a better way to approach it than just debt. Uh, and, and by the way, I think debt is the second most likely uh, reason why our nation falls apart. So I'm not like blind to it's danger. It's just again, it's it's brand. This this should be a, an opportunity to rebrand our party.
0: Well, and, you know, Trump, to some extent, uh, attempted that or, you know, was successful with the Make America Great slogan uh, prior to Trump, Obama, hope and change, which was, you know, we could make all kinds of jokes about it. But, I mean, maybe we reboot uh, something that will, again, resonate with the younger folk. I don't know if we want to say soften the message. Um, you know, as opposed to using the word contract, but you know, I was just kind of looking up different. I, I don't know. I have sort of a marketing brain, so I was kind of looking up different synonyms for hope, and you know, just ambition or brilliant. achievement. Not or, a, not a
1: fan of Obama's policies. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> marketer, right? Right. right. I, 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 brilliant marketing, and that's where that's what politics is. It's it's marketing, and then here's the real the real part is it's money to fund the marketing. And we got outspent last cycle in the midterms thirty three to one. Thirty-three to one. And we're on pace now ever since um the Republicans booted McCarthy. We have the new speaker Johnson. It's like we are already like orders of magnitude behind what we were fundraising. We are it's gonna be a very difficult cycle for Republicans because all the donors will put away their pocketbooks. Because we don't have any sort of branding that gets people on board, especially the donor class, which is different than than every I'm sure you're listening understands is the there's the activist class. You go out to the the rallies and the pump up marches, but those aren't generally the same people that write checks. Right,
0: right, yes. Yeah. So, so, do you like American inspiration? Do you like that?
1: Yeah, I love American inspiration.
0: Okay, well, maybe that's. I hope. I hope the. Uh, you know. The RNC is listening carefully. They should be. I mean, I I think that this is not to miss radio, for God's sakes. Okay, so let's talk, you know, we we were talking uh, about uh, in in the earlier segment, just about how we have to change our, uh, I don't want to say change our attitude, but not be perceived as the party of grievances. And something caught my attention. There's an organization I'm Sure, you've at least heard of it. If you're not familiar with an American majority, I think the Ryan yep. brothers, Ned Ryan, I think is still part of it. But yep. they, their message is go for the heart, and, um, yes. and 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 they and they say specifically we need to stop talking like accountants and administrators and start speaking to the voters' hearts. And you know, yes. if, if we're gonna if we're gonna compliment those on the left, we would say that they they have these amazing. Uh, marketing techniques to win over—I don't know the weak-minded—but I mean, we have to be willing to to look at uh, the successes that the left has had in their marketing strategies, and you know why reinvent the wheel? I mean, w- we should be patterning. One hundred percent. I mean, oh, obviously, okay. our principles are different, and our you know, and our our platform is different, but talking to the voter's so I, hearts.
1: I, I, so, so you said it brilliant talking to the hearts, and then really talking about terms that they understand so when you're talking about an issue you put it in terms that they already understand and i'll give you an example and this is actually from um an uh, american majority i had this discussion where we were talking about you know climate change and evs and all that he's like you're, you're saying the wrong things man and i'm like how so he's like well we all agree that you know climate change is a thing but to, to a different extent the left and the right but when you when you debate that we, you just put it in terms they understand. well I'm for uh, you know natural fossil fuel gas vehicles right now because we haven't solved the climate change in a way that doesn't affect slavery. And then you're like, slavery? What are you talking about? Well, all the all the those minerals that are mined for your batteries, those are all mined at slave camps, literally almost unanimously across the world. You know that there's these Chinese mineral mines, and there millions of children are being enslaved. So. If if you are buying just like if you're buying an iPhone, or any sort of these other products are made from child slavery, you're, you're supporting child slavery, and 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 again you could say like look it up, and it's a, it's, it's a very easily fact checkable thing, where when you're buying all these these EV these giant batteries that are from these mineral mines, there's child slavery involved in almost all of them, and then almost always unless it's the US doing it, like you know in Minnesota we have all these these mines these minerals we could. Do in Minnesota safely under all these different precautions? In the, the lithium triangle of, of Central and South America, like ninety percent of the, the like the nickel and cobalt is mined for these batteries. They actually they're from Chinese companies and they just completely destroy the environment. So you're talking about you know what, what's the whole point of having EVs and having battery powered vehicles? Well, for the climate, for for the you know protect the planet, which I think everybody's for protecting the planet, but you're actually doing a net negative when you're destroying these rainforests and destroying the topography because the ways that the Chinese are doing the, 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 they're, they're doing their mining and extraction, oh, and on top of slavery. So it's like, are you the part that supports slavery and destroying the planet then down in South and Central America just because it's not in the U.S. backyard? When you have those kind of debates and those talks, really, it's generally it's eye-opening because most people, they just think that, hey, they buy their they're a little wimpy toyota leaf they're doing a good thing but they don't realize the second order effects or the processes that put into making that battery and before that the processes that actually extracted the the, the material to begin with how sad it is the child slavery and then the this reaping the environment well
0: and i mean it's it's really just lip service at that point i mean you know they it, the the do-gooders the hand-wringing left who claims that they're concerned about the environment at the cost of children's lives, or at the cost of, of uh, you know, as you described, uh, destroying really destroying the environment of those countries that uh, we're taking advantage of in yeah. mining or just dist- yeah. you know talk about the rainforest? It's it's it's, 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 really, signaling. Yeah. it's really it's really yeah. there signaling. you go.
1: When you can get to the bottom of it, when you can really tie, like, hey, I see you drive your Toyota Prius, and you know, it means you must care about the environment. Well, yeah, I do. I'm so proud. Well, let's have the conversation of what actually went into this. And oh, by the way, another funny little vignette. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. If you Go go on, if you go on the news right now, it's it's kind of just got blown up. There is like, like. Like, I don't want to overstate, but there's miles of, of electric battery cars littered all over China because they use their government, they put their fingers on the scale, as we were, we we're kind of starting to do here in the US, to make it so we were giving So China was giving all these incentives to companies to not sell, just to like produce electric vehicles. And now I hope you're, let's just like go and Google the fields of EV cars that are just scattered throughout China, like hundreds of thousands of cars. Which again, the whole point of this was to create, like, you know, save the environment. And now there's all these battery cars just littered all over fields of China because it was all just government corruption. It's very sad to see. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't be laughing about it because it is a complete tragedy. All like again, all the mining that went on, all the child slavery, all this for this big, you know, uh, corrupt scheme. And I all these like a million cars just sitting in fields because they weren't maintained. They don't go anywhere. They sucked. It was just a big uh, corrupt moment, so I hope your listeners are going
0: to look at it. it it is very sad uh, well and and again you know as you've very um, accurately described, it is virtuous signaling because so many of these people they they point their finger at at you know whatever whatever person that they are that, that they uh, that they believe doesn't agree with them, and they themselves are guilty of the same behavior so if you are so so obsessed with and wrapped up in saving the planet well then start with your own life and change your own life and be consistent don't be a hypocrite when it comes to uh, you know i mean there are a lot of those on the left that continue that don't even drive electric vehicles <laughs> i mean they they complain yeah. about it they reel on they reel on someone who who drives a combustible engine vehicle but they haven't changed their own lifestyle they don't want to be yeah. they want to project all of, I guess, what, what they, they perceive as being good for the planet. They want to project it on it, all of us, but they themselves don't want to be held accountable well, for their own behavior. That,
1: that, that's kind of a, a, a Democratic Party uh, principle writ large. is right. good, good for thee, but not for me. Yeah. Um, they, they, they talk about housing costs. They talk about how it's so difficult to get a housing, You know, and, and this is not a secret, some of the most expensive housing is in San Francisco. But interestingly, every time they try to take a bill to expand uh, single-family homes and then rezone them into multi-family homes or condos or apartments, it always gets shot down. And so Democrats talk about how unaffordable it is to get housing, but in their own neighborhoods, in their own communities, where every single person on, like, this the San Francisco City Councils are screaming progressives, every you know senator, congressperson in those every single. Wicked of government is left by a, led by a, a severe left a very big progressive and yet they can't even fix housing when they own all the power. That's very indicative of just the whole movement it's like they, they say they want all these different things but when they control every process, they can't fix it themselves. but they, they'll waste a lot of money. And I think I told you last time I was on your show they just approved last year a toilet in San Francisco because of all the bureaucratic you know things that happened there. It was a toilet in like a park and it cost the taxpayers $1.75 million, and it hasn't been built yet.
0: Yeah, well, and it probably won't <laughs> be. You, you know what, it, it r- reminds me, uh, so don't uh, infer anything from this, because we I would say we lived in the bu- budget part of this particular city in the Twin Cities, but my husband and I, when we were first married, bought a little starter house, little Cape Cod house in Edina. I know what they say about Edina. Oh, wow. Oh, yes, wow. Every, every day I You're need attention. The yeah, the cake eaters, right? You well start a started high life. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it was, uh, I mean, we came to realize really quick, oh, well, first of all, the taxes are less in Edina, believe it or not, at the time, I don't know. I mean, certainly compared to southwest Minneapolis, which is where we were looking as well. But yeah. I remember after having lived there a few years, there were, uh there there were rumblings uh within the city council of course many of whom were limousine liberals and they were talking about uh creating or at least uh trying to carve out some affordable housing in edina but it was interesting how it was never going to be in the mcmansion parts of edina it was always sort of in the more budget areas in Eden, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's very, very uh, illustrative of how the left uh, has this idea that um, not in our neighborhoods, but we'll put them in someone else's neighborhood because they don't want to be, they don't want to be, they don't want um, uh, to be burdened with uh, uh, yeah. whomever it is that they're trying to help in their own neighborhoods. And it just, it really, it just goes to show, I think, again, as you said, it's, it's more virtue signaling than anything else. 100%.
1: It goes back to the political parties. I mean, when you go to communism or socialism, the, the the how it's supposed to work is everybody gets taken care of. But really, the only things that get taken care of is the oligarchs, the the people at the super high part of the uh, of the party. They get hooked up, and everybody else is just living in squalor. And it's worked like that every single time they try to put in communism. And I, I've only been this up because there's actually, it's kind of scary. There's like the new communist party of Minneapolis. That's actually gaining traction. Um, oh, I that, you were it's never worked. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, no, it's it's 100 serious, and it's it's blowing up in Minneapolis, like the the new People's Communist Party, and they call each other comrades, and have all their their events and everything now. But what they what they don't recognize is just historically, it has never worked. And the the pushback is, well, it takes a couple of broken eggs to make an omelet, you know. Well, where's the omelet? We've never made an omelet when we've tried communism. Oh, it's you know then death, destruction, despair, and economic uh, economic turmoil.
0: But now, for those in charge, they they seem to yeah. continue to benefit and thrive. But it's all the peasants yeah. beneath them. Well, Adam Schwarsie, well, time flies when you're having fun. Hope to maybe see you in Wisconsin sometime soon. We'll we'll chat off air about that. But thank you so much, as always, for joining me. That's your time, mate. God bless. Yeah, God bless you too. Have a great day going to the 10 o'clock news, followed by my next guest, State Senator Pat Heston, will be joining me. And then, of course, your calls after that on The Meg Ellison Show on WSAU. <music>